Welcome to the Sketchy Sketch Sketch Show podcast. It's open mic night for Sketch. We cold read comedy sketches that discuss how they were written. Here to host the show, I'm Harris. And I'm Amy. With us in the writer's room, I'm Keely Anastasia. I'm Keith Estrella. I'm Tyler Chick. In this week's episode, first, a brave, strong grief circle, followed by a truly inspiring collection. Then, this buzzkill is definitely going to ruin your high. Then, join us on the Rift Plane with Amanda and Sonia. And stick around to the very end for a fun writing prompt to help inspire your own work. With us on the podcast today, Amanda Bigford, she, her. Jen Bianchi, she, her. Kate Bell, she, her. Kristen Drenning, she, her. Roxy, she, her. Sonia, she, her. All right, everybody, welcome to the show. You all ready to goof? <laughs> goof. Yeah. yeah. Initiated. <laughs> you have a goof machine? <laughs> I, I've invented a goof machine for the special occasion. <laughs> wow. What we have, how did you do? What's the goof machine <laughs> yeah. made of? What's it powered by? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's powered by the power of friendship because we have a spe- special guest uh panel, Naked Ramen, and that's why I was able to do this <laughs> here on our panel show. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> friendship is powering your machine. That's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> oh. so great to meet all these energy providers. which is what what we now call friends friends. that's what we call friends energy providers (laughs) i'm a generator in human design (laughs) i like that i'm gonna steal that Mm. feel free uh yeah uh how did did you all uh like meet up and find each other yeah tell us about naked ramen (laughs) yeah Um, I decided to take a sketch class and I was talking to Kate. Uh, we're on a team together, part of Queen City Comedy. Um, and she was like, well, let's put together a sketch team. And these are the people we asked and we all got together. And then somebody was like, Amanda Bigford's amazing. And I was like, I don't know. I've never met her. We'll see about that. (laughs) <laughs> All right, yeah. listen, I heard you were amazing, so go ahead. <laughs> Prove it. Prove it. Yeah. That was yeah. exactly it. That's how it went down. Who wants to read a sketch? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's do it. Our first sketch tonight is titled Losses Way Heavy, written by Kate Bell and Sonia. Action lines will be read by Tyler Chick. Marie will be played by Sonia. Tanya will be played by Amanda Bigford. Jillian will be played by Roxy. And Lucy slash Todd will be played by Kate Bell. Interior, basement of a church, day. A group of people sit in a circle in a room. There's a You Are Not Alone poster on the wall. Support group leader Marie calmly offers tissues to Todd, who's quietly weeping. Thank you for being strong enough to come to bereavement support group tonight. Hi. Yes, would you like to go first? Hi, I'm Tanya. This is so hard, but... I recently lost a part of me that's been in my life since I was a teenager. I, it's... It's okay, Tanya. Go on. It was my favorite J. Crew sweater until it shrunk in the wash. The thing is, it was my fault. It all happened so quickly. Hot water came out and it was too late. It shrunk so small that it only fits my four-year-old niece now. The good news is, Tanya, 
Now that sweater lives on through your niece, maybe not in the same form you knew it, but as a version of its past self, there for you to remember the good times you had together. Jillian, would you like to go next? I also lost a part of me this week that practically raised me, made me who I am. My parents, this is so hard. I know, Jillian. You are strong. You are brave. I am strong. I am brave. Okay. <laughs> so my parents are moving and they donated all of my old clothes. Everything. Vogue just did a seven page spread on 90s fashion and I literally had everything in that feature. Used to. Now it's gone forever. Jillian, remember, you can't get them back, but you can hold on to the memories you had together. Todd, welcome back. Would you like to go next? <laughs> oh, I'm crushed. Another week, another loss. One moment, I'm with the love of my life, and the next, she's gone. Todd, we're here with you. Okay. It happened on the bridge. We were looking out at the water when a big gust of wind came and blew my beautiful fedora into the Thames. She was with me through so much. She was given to me by my dad, you know? autographed by Paul McCartney. And now I'll never see her again. Not in the physical world, Todd, but she is always with you in the spiritual realm. I'm sure she's, I'm sure she's thinking of you too, Todd. Oh, hi. Come on in. Take a seat. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I'm late. Don't worry at all. Welcome to our bereavement support group. Please share your name and what brings you here today. My, my name's uh, Lucy. I'm here because I lost my great aunt last week. The group is audibly uncomfortable. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I can do this. You can, Lucy. We are here for you. I, I just, I wasn't ready to say goodbye. I, I thought I would have more time. It's never enough time. It was supposed to be mine. I knew if I could just take it off her. You can do anything you put your mind to, Lucy. I saw her coffin and I felt the loss fully. There she was. Wearing the vintage black Chanel suit she promised me. You are strong. You are brave. I am strong. strong. I am, I am I brave. brave. Everyone sobs. <laughs> yeah. Let's yeah, it was it was a lot of fun brainstorming with Kate. I had like this idea 
of how people, you feel this regret when you've donated a piece of clothing or gotten rid of clothing and then realize maybe years down the road that you're really, you really wanted to keep it and you're upset about it. So we're thinking of, okay, it's the support group that's consoling people. Uh, Kate brought that in that idea. And then we just, yeah, bringing in that game of kind of starting with, oh, you think, what kind of loss are we talking about it? Okay. These people are just like being ridiculous about their material belongings and yeah. 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 It was just as soon as uh, Sonia had that said about her idea, I was like, Oh, I'm completely on board with this. Yeah. I understand it. That's <laughs> so um, yeah. And we wanted to kind of make the game um, grow into that at the end everyone's like oh is she actually because she comes in late so that gives her like the edge of like she doesn't know what everyone's been talking about and then it's like oh is she actually talking about a dead person that she's lost and she's sad about it and then it was just to do that false dawn and then like kind of just do the reveal at the end that she also is talking about um a chanel suit um so yeah we just wanted that ridiculousness um but you know along the same grieving kind of patterns. So yeah, I hope we kind of got that. You did a, such a good job with the game. Uh, it's, it's so, so funny. Your specifics are killer too. Uh, yeah, I love a fedora signed by Paul McCartney. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine him doing that. <laughs> I, would, I would watch a blackout that's just Paul McCartney signing a fedora. <laughs> yeah, that was that was quite funny because my partner actually did have the incident where his hat blew off and it blew off on a bridge into the Thames. But then uh, I just told Sonia that and then she wrote that script. She actually so wrote funny. those words of that. So she did a really good job with that. Yeah, he he actually was very. He had had that for years and years and years, and he it took a while for him to get over it. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> it was just so random so, that like this, just a, a random gust of wind, and it was all it was done, <laughs> gone it. forever. <laughs> oh, it was perfect. So one thing I really love about that is like I think. I think that game is like so strong and clear and everybody did a really great job of like playing those characters real, like the real sadness. Uh, I'd love to see that, like that base reality that we get a taste of uh, like later, later um, when uh, there's that entrance uh, where Lucy comes in, we sort of get this like, Oh, okay. We're going to like get the real thing. I'd love to like start with that. So we have this like this like base reality of like what's supposed to be what this could like be like in a real environment the whole time, like almost to bounce each one of these ridiculous things off of. And then I love what you like. And I'd say like then still do the walk on and make us think like, oh, someone's finally going to come in and be on the side of the voice of reason. And then you get that flip. Like, I feel like you get one frustrated person in this room who's like, I really have a loss. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because well, that, that was our decision because we were like, is it that the end is someone actually does have a loss or do we just twist it that it's the fake yeah. thing? Everyone thinks it and then we just wanted to flip it to ridiculous. So we definitely were deciding, weren't we? What, what was it going to be? So I like the idea of it starting um, with an actual loss as well. I love that you are strong, you are brave. Kind of a frame. I would love to see it one more time just so we can get three yeah. three hits of that. Um, and I love that everyone says it at 
at the end, but maybe after each person talks, yeah. They, yeah. they have to say that. Yeah, I think so. Definitely. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Oh, this is such a silly pitch, but there's something amazing in what in the in the beginning here where you talk <laughs> interior basement of a church is so funny. I'd love to hear that in dialogue. Like I'd love someone at one point to be like, here in the basement of this church is <laughs> like <laughs> uh, United Methodist Church of Christ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like they're always in some church, like some yeah. random place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and that's another great um description thing isn't it to lull you into that it's yeah. oh this is proper yeah yes right and then maybe if there yeah. is a character that's like obsessed with the prices they could be like do you even know if the stained glass is tiffany or <laughs> so my parents are moving and they donated all of my old clothes all right our second sketch today is titled Curio Cabinet Collection, written by Roxy. Action lines will be read by Skeefy. Reporter Riley Wyant will be played by Kate Bell. Amelia Davenport will be played by Sonia. And Rochelle Jafari will be played by Roxy. Interior, formal living room, day. Two women are sitting in matching parlor chairs. They are surrounded by tall curio cabinets lining the walls, displaying, displaying a collection of boyfriends in clear boxes. In front of them is another seated woman with big blonde hair, a pink tweed skirt suit outfit. She holds a notepad and pen in her left hand. You all know me, journalist Riley Wyant of The Village Happening, but I'm here because I want to know who you are. Tell my readers about your curious collection. Hello. My name is Amelia Davenport and you were looking at the Guinness World Record holder. For the largest collection of boyfriends. (laughs) She has on a long black dress paired with cowgirl boots. She is also adorned with multiple layers of silver jewelry and smells of gardenia. Hello, I'm Michelle, her hetero, soulmate, and hype girl, Amelia Rocks. (laughs) She is wearing a collared sweatshirt that says T-shirt with navy Bermuda shorts. Her red hair is in a high ponytail. She is high spirited. I've been collecting boyfriends since 1991. (laughs) I was six going on seven. My babysitter brought over a VHS copy of Career Opportunities and it changed my life. Oh, the movie about two people that accidentally get locked in a store together overnight that then they go on to rob after forming a connection. So you know what I'm referring to. I know I do. My bestie, the cinephile. I have 1,017 boyfriends. And counting. She's always been a visionary. (laughs) Uh, Amelia pulls out white gloves and puts them on. She gets up and walks over to the cabinet to her left. Uh, She opens the case door and softly says, At eye level, you see my top seven boyfriends. They honor each day of the week. (laughs) The saying, she changes boyfriends like she changes underwear, was chanted at Burning Man circa 2015. I started it! I knew I wanted to collect experiences and adventures, and with boys majorly making more monetary means than their female identifying counterparts, I based which day of the week I reserved for the individual by what spread they preferred on toast. 
oh, I have a type and it's not a Nutella person. My readers would love to know, what's your screening method? Jackass is how I model and inventory my ideal weekly boyfriend experience. Uh, Amelia hovers her hand over top of the boxes and gently glides her palm over each box as she explains. Jams, Monday, aioli, Tuesday, compound butter, Wednesday, knowledge, Thursday, avocado, Friday, sour cream, Saturday, shrimp paste, Sunday. <laughs> Cruising down the street in her 6-4 Jacking the jackass, slapping the joes Creeping up on you is how she rolls Amelia D ain't got no woes Hashtag vanity plates Yes, and how much have you invested into this collection And is it worth it? Uh, Amelia closes the case and sits back down in her parlor chair But does not remove the gloves since 2020, I've tripled my weekly average. I'm looking to diversify my collection by adding a girlfriend or non-binary friend. Collecting is the true love of my life. I'd love to pass my collection on someday, hopefully to a grandchild or anyone willing to keep the collection in its entirety. Her tone turns from neutral to ice cold. Or I will come back to haunt them and that's worth something to me. <laughs> What about your two children? Uh, Amelia's tone has shifted back to neutral. Oh, no, no, no. My daughter's so daddy's girls, tried and true. Loyal to a fault. I'm domestic enemy number one. However, I'm still mother. Amelia is a bona fide national treasure. She's wanted and loved. Deepak Chopra once approached a D for love advice. B-b-b-bonafide! Rochelle, it, it seems as if you've been here a long time. I've been Dr. Mark Sagner to Hugh Hefner for 3.5 years and counting. I vowed to never leave Amelia. When she made me sign a document stating I was part of the Davenport Collection, Estate. Rochelle's eyes get wide, distant, and somewhat scared. All men want to be remembered, so when they think the world is ending, they'll take any number they can get. Rochelle is my favorite because she only cares about me being number one. <laughs> Amelia looks over to Rochelle, then holds out her hand. Rochelle takes her hand and gives it a gentle squeeze. She has a big closed mouth grin, but still distant eyes. You live here as well, Rochelle. Uh, Rochelle drops Amelia's hand and turns her gaze back to Riley. I too sleep in the curio cabinet. But unlike her last tight girl and all her boyfriends, my contract states I'm allowed to sleep with a homemade knife under my pillow. <laughs> Rochelle's voice falls to an almost whispered realization. I feel it in my bones that I will die here. <laughs> Amelia takes off her right hand glove and snaps three times. Rochelle shakes her head and blinks rapidly. Amelia Davis for president! <laughs> My friends and I were all collectors of sorts. Uh, and I also like the pairing of like uh, what kind of people collect. Like 
And I like a lot of the characteristics of people that collect are somewhat controlling. So uh, I just thought, you know, because uh, they're very prim and proper and they like things a certain way. So I was just like, what fun would it be? How fun would it be just to be like, I collect boyfriends? Yeah, that's what I do. Uh, and, you know, a little bit of it, I thought I was like, well, where would these men like no one's looking for these men? And in my world, I'm like, no, because men are ex- <laughs> like expendable so <laughs> so they so they can just stay in a curio cabinet and no one's gonna come looking that was my thought process i want to hear men are expendable like on the page <laughs> several <Okay>. times <laughs> yes. Yes. yes and i want Call that it out. i want sonia to say it in that like very like soothing voice and tone that she did in all of her reading um, of the characters. And I just, I want to hear more about that. I want to know to what limits and extent can we push this character to believe that men are expendable? You know, she's already locking them away. What else is she willing to do? And then maybe we have an appearance by someone who's looking for one of these men. And how does she, how does she engage that person? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That person, whoever comes there has to become part of their collection. Maybe Rochelle was one Mm -hmm. of them. Maybe Rochelle was one of them. You know, I think that like news stories are so funny. And if this is like structured, like a news, like if there's like B roll of people like looking in the cabinet uh, (laughs) or like interview of somebody else and what they think about it, you know, love it. Yeah, maybe Amelia's turned it into like the museum of expendable men, yeah. and she's, like, generating a profit <laughs> yeah. off of them. I love that. Label. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Who knew this also, great yeah. museum was in my neighborhood? <laughs> <laughs> I was cracking up at um, the village happening being the the title yeah. of this publication because I was like, village just does make me think of like a really small kind of like rustic yeah. little town, and this being this being like the main event or the main attraction <laughs> in this like otherwise kind of like boring place. is so funny to me. Could you imagine the billboard off the highway? <laughs> <laughs> There's so many of the boyfriends too. Like there could be trading cards. There could be like, like a, there could be, a, be a Pokemon situation. Yeah. Bobble franchise. Bobbleheads. Collect them all. All sorts of things. Oh, I got a business guy. (laughs) (laughs) It's Dan, the CFO. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Punk rocker. (laughs) My babysitter brought over a VHS copy of Career Opportunities, and it changed my life. Our third sketch today is titled Intervention, written by Jen Bianchi and Amanda Bigford. Action lines will be read by Harrison Merck. Derek will be played by Skiffy. Blair will be played by Amanda Bigford. Mom will be played by Jen Bianchi. Susan will be played by Kate Bell. Caleb will be played by Sonia. Vicky will be played by Kristen Drenning. And Joe Terry will be played by Roxy. Exterior suburban home, night. Derek, late 20s, dressed as Ziggy Stardust, and Blair, late 20s, dressed plain but with a blonde shaggy wig, approach a generic suburban home. I can't believe we're going to do a David Bowie flash mob. I, I finally have a reason to wear my Ziggy Stardust onesie. Yeah, I hope you don't mind the detour. I just have to drop this ELO album off really quick. Oh, is it out of the blue? Uh, I'm not a fan of self-produced albums. Did you smoke up today? Yeah, a little bit. (laughs) Derek and Blair walk through the front door. Cut to interior living room night. 
Derek and Blair enter the house. There are five people in regular clothing holding sheets of paper. Derek looks confused. Welcome, Derek. This seat is for you. Derek looks over at his mom, surprised. Mom, you're the flash mob? Oh, honey. I oh. Uh, Derek, please have a seat. Everyone here is here because they love and care about you. What is happening right now? Blair, did you, did you bring me to a goddamn intervention? It's for the best. Please, Derek, sit down and listen. Again, I want to reiterate, everyone here loves you and supports you. I don't have a drug problem. You've been to rehab three times. You're drinking right now. Joe Terry takes a Jaeger bomb. Just a little liquid courage, man. I might have a problem with blue, but it doesn't make me a twat. Joe, we discussed this. Derek isn't a twat. He's just very, very annoying. What? All right, let's begin. Caleb, would you please read what you've prepared? Caleb finishes rolling a joint, stands up, opens his letter, and clears his throat. Caleb lights the joint. Bro, you know we're tight, but every time you come over and we smoke up, you got something to say about my music. That's just conversation. Oh, yeah? How about last week when you reorganized my vinyls by producer? I mean, name, genre, hell, even decade, but producer? You're the pretentious jerk who collects vinyl. Caleb stutters, visibly flabbergasted. Susan stands and redirects the room. Joe Terry hands Susan a glass of scotch. Oh, thank you. Speaking of music, let's segue to your girlfriend, Blair. Blair stands up with her letter and averts her eyes from Derek. Baby, I love you so much. I know I've been avoiding us moving in together, but can you blame me? I just can't take another guitar serenade. You told me it was because you were allergic to my cat. Rocky Calicoa is a delight. It's the guitar. Last weekend, you played me Inagata De Vida for an hour, and the only chord you know is A. You're my muse! Let her finish, Derek. Mickey passes the ball to Blair, and she takes a hit before responding. I think you're talented, and you can do anything. Just not on pot. <laughs> Mom stands up with a glass of rosé in her hand, looking very distressed. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't want to wait my turn, sweetie pea. You know I look forward to our 90-day fiancé watch parties, but your actions are ruining my vibe. But Mom, I I thought I was your special boy. Oh, of course you are, honey bear, but your marijuana cigarette paranoia is starting to affect my life. Two weeks ago, I was enjoying lunch with uh, with the girls, and you called me 17 times to ask if I was in town. You interrupted Mary Ellen's story about her daughter's wedding right at the punchline. And now I'll never know the inside joke. I thought I saw you at the grocery store and I wanted to double check. Honey, I live an hour and a half away. I'm never going to just pop in. (laughs) But you're here now. That's confirmation bias and I will not tolerate it. Mom begins to cry and Blair puts her arm around her. (laughs) It's all right, Mom. Don't call me that. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for sharing. I know this is tough. Okay, Mickey, are you ready? Mickey looks up from the bong and exhales a massive hit. Mickey, what did I do to you? 
you mansplain lesbian porn to me? Dude, no one's lizard. That's just a heteronormative fantasy. Mickey mimes her middle... F- <laughs> Mickey mimes her middle and pointer fingers smashing into each other. <laughs> what the hell is this? There are zero sexual nerve endings in your damn thigh. I'm just telling you what Jenny McCarthy said on Joe Rogan's podcast. Uh, wait a minute. You're a Joe Rogan fan? Interventions changed, everyone. This is more serious than I thought. Joe Terry comes up from doing a line of coke. <clears throat> Man, I was gonna say your conspiracy theory shit was getting out of hand. But being a Joe Rogan fan is much worse. I can deal with your Denver airport rant, but Jesus Christ, dude, sort yourself out. I feel like this was Amanda's idea. I don't know. We were brainstorming together and we... We liked the idea of doing some sort of an intervention thing, but doing a different take on it. And then we thought, what about the annoying friend that you just don't like getting high with because they're so irritating? There's like a, uh, if any of you indulge in a marijuana cigarette from time to time, uh, there's etiquette that you have, especially if you're in a circle. And there's some people who fuck that etiquette up. I don't know if I'm allowed to cuss. I'm sorry. Oh, they yeah, mess please. that etiquette up. Uh, and this felt very much like people who just ruin your high. <laughs> oh, I love that description of it. <laughs> yeah. Buzzkill. Yeah, the most fun I think was us going through a list of all the irritating things we've encountered. I hate that we couldn't figure out a way to put in a uh, wet lip guy. Oh, yeah. The one that licks their lips and then if you're like smoking a blunt or yeah. joint. If you're in a state where that's legal. I think at the top, I wasn't quite sure, like, is the drug use too much? You know, like, is are people annoyed with like, is Derek smoking pot like way too often? Uh, and then I thought, like, maybe this is about the music. But I love what you said about like. You know, you're just you're ruining everybody else's high because not only does does that explain like the intervention really clearly, but it also explains like why everyone at the interventions also getting fucked up. <laughs> uh, no, I so yeah, I think that's really really strong, and I would just love some clarity on that at the top of like, hey, like we're not telling you to stop smoking pot, just stop smoking pot around us. <laughs> <laughs> I've done this so many times where I'm like. I really want to flesh out these characters. I care about them. I want to like show you who they are before we get into the game. But I honestly think you could on page one, you could have like, this is an intervention. It's about you being annoying when you're high. Uh, And then just, just play it from there. Uh, But like him being in the Ziggy Stardust onesie that could stay that could just be a detail for sure (laughs) yeah yeah i love this kind of um like false reveal at the beginning of um what tyler and harrison were saying of you know someone starts talking about derek's marijuana use and then derek thinks like oh my gosh guys thank you this means a lot that as my friends like you would like care about me enough to stop me from smoking as much as I do. I know it's a problem. And then them all like being like, no, 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 no. no like we, <laughs> no, we want, that's like a huge part of our friend group. Like we want you to keep smoking, but you just, 
you got to stop being so annoying. And I think even naming what, um, what you said, Jen, of marijuana etiquette is like really funny, a really funny, like way to just kind of like sum up this whole thing. Um, and I think, yeah, that just kind of like false reveal. And then Derek maybe just keeps coming back to like, okay, so what I'm hearing is that I just really need to, I smoke a lot. I didn't even realize how many times like how often I do this in all the different situations. And I'm being like, no, 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 that's, you're missing the point. The <laughs> Even point framing is- Susan is like, I'm here from a marijuana etiquette school. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's kind of like spelling it out for people who aren't in that world and then having all the in-jokes for the people that are. Mm-hmm. So like having that kind of... Um, Balance is enough, space. The school of smokes, tokes, <laughs> and folks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Uh, that's confirmation bias, and I won't tolerate it. It's so fucking yes. funny. So <laughs> I love that. Uh, I love that voice of the mom. Yeah. <laughs> the mom voice is so good. I'm always going to be like, this could just be the mom and Derek. <laughs> like, it's, like, that's so true. Yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> Honey, I live a half an hour and a half away. I'm never going to pop in. <laughs> so good. Derek being like embarrassed that his mom knows that he like smokes and her being like, no, I don't care that you smoke. Just don't be a freaking annoying smoker. <laughs> You're just killing my buzz. Stop <laughs> killing our buzz. <laughs> I'm not a part of your friend group, but they called and told me that you're really annoying. <laughs> uh, I, can't, I can't tolerate that. <laughs> you need to mind your manners. I know I've been avoiding us moving in together, but can you blame me? You just can't take another guitar serenade. What's that sound? Ding dong. This is your your riff captain speaking over the mic. Hi. Uh, let me see your boarding passes here. Who wants to hop on the riff uh, riff train? Riff plane. This plane. <laughs> and uh, who wants to have an idea to that we can take on the plane? You can have my boarding pass, riff oh, no. Messenger. Uh, uh, let's see here. Amanda, is it? We have a new passenger on board. Oh, this is delightful. Uh, hi. Hello. Uh, yeah, let me just scan your boarding pass here, and then you can Great. tell us about uh, the riff you'd like to, the idea. Sure, riff captain. <laughs> uh, well, I've heard some interesting theories about imposter syndrome and how basically it was uh, formed by straight white men in writing rooms. So <clears throat> I thought it might be interesting to discuss an idea where a straight white man tries to kind of pass off uh, imposter syndrome, but really he's just lazy and trying to get out of things. For the listeners real quick, what's imposter syndrome? Oh, yeah. So imposter syndrome is apparently um, something that people who perform get where they feel they are not as good as everyone else. And apparently it's very common and happens to most performers at some point during their lives. So it stops them from doing things. Uh, so, hey, you were supposed to turn in three sketches this week. Where are they? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just it's I just have uh, Im- imposter syndrome. I got a real bad. <laughs> yeah. I got a real bad case. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah. It's like a disease. Yes. Or, yeah. My psychiatrist wrote me a note. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
get out of work today. I've already had it. I won't get it again. <laughs> See, I'm immune now. <laughs> Wait, sorry. Do you mean writer's block? <laughs> no. no, it's just I really don't think I deserve to be here. <laughs> writer's block is like a first symptom this is more severe this is like <laughs> I, I can see somebody uh like getting called up on stage to like do a set of like stand-up or something and being like i'm sorry everybody i just <laughs> i just <laughs> i'm not even that funny when they start the lead up of a joke yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, two nuns walk into a bar has anyone ever noticed about how dating right now is just <laughs> Why do I think I could wear this fucking hat up here? Who do I think I am? What do you call an elephant? Wait a minute. Did all you guys get your tickets on Groupon? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> what do you call? <laughs> yeah. That's a setup that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> <laughs> He's one billion. Uh, it's that's his grandfather, uh, the first imposter ever, uh, <laughs> was in vaudeville. vaudeville. He thought that his his uh, grade whipped cream for the pies just didn't cut the mustard. <laughs> <laughs> being in the middle of a vaudeville sketch like where you're gonna pie somebody and just be like no <laughs> i think i'm gonna go to sleep now <laughs> i'm not qualified i can't cut the mustard anymore. i can't cut, cut the, the mustard, mustard. my boys and barry joke isn't walking anymore yeah. uh, what what's black and white and red all over i I need to go home and lie down. (laughs) I'm going to go home and have a headache. (laughs) I feel like if you wanted to take this like away from stage, you could have it like, like, I don't know, like in somebody's hat, like in a couple's hat, like, honey, did you uh, cut the grass? Oh no, I just have (laughs) imposter syndrome. (laughs) We just got a new mower. Yeah, I don't deserve the new mower. (laughs) (laughs) It's riding. I don't need that. (laughs) Because people say stuff like that. They're they're like, you do it so much better. Can you just do it? Can you just do it? You know where everything goes. I don't I'm useless. I failed the first two times I tried to get my driver's license. I can't mow the lawn. (laughs) (laughs) My psychiatrist wrote me a note. Buster Amanda, what a delightful uh, boarding pass you have here. Please take a seat anywhere in the cabin. Oh, thanks, Uh, cabin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cabin. That's right. That's what I like. Uh, I'm very proud of my cap, captainhood. Uh, yes. Uh, so, uh, what passenger is next? Who would like to fly the rift blade next? Hello? Hello? Uh, hello. Uh, yes, I, I have a, a pass. Oh, hello. Let me just get spectacles <laughs> up here. So, passenger Sonia, is it? Yes. You're also a new passenger. Welcome. Yes. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Captain. Yes. All right. You describe yeah. your, uh, your boarding pass in detail. <laughs> Yes, it's, it's uh, so uh, my my fellow passenger, uh, Kate, she, she has heard part of this. So 
I have noticed this thing where a lot of items of clothing and handbags and such have like have a person's name attached to them. So it's like the Carla bag, the Josephine jacket, the, if you're looking catalogs, I was overhearing conversation and it made me think about how that just could be played out in ridiculous ways. And yeah, that was kind of the beginning of it. So like (laughs) if anyone does CrossFit, all of the exercises are named after women. Uh, Cause the guy, the guy who made CrossFit was like only a woman should have you on your back, which that's not good. Um, but they're all, all the exercises are like named after women. Uh, but if you wanted to do a historical thing, wow. you could say it, the trend started with the Franklin stuff. I also thought of like, if it's, if they've given someone like a, a chemist or someone the responsibility to name these things, who's just not like the worst possible person to give it. And they're just like, either saying super technical names or saying names that are just like dirty words would also be possibly a lot of fun to have. (laughs) You saying chemist uh, made me imagine like uh, pharmaceutical companies marketing drugs with like the names of people. Like (laughs) try Chuck. (laughs) (laughs) Take Chuck three times a day. (laughs) I like the idea of a man who just got a divorce but owns a used car lot. And so these are all his women, uh, women <laughs> or friends. And like, drive the Todd. Drive this is this is the Cadillac. I call her Sophia. Yeah. <laughs> like My that. wife may have left me, but none of these cars did. Come on down. <laughs> <laughs> Get yourself an aggression. Come take a look at Mallory. She's a 2002 Honda Accord. <laughs> Come have part of my family because my wife was barren. (laughs) I think that's a good riff. Hey, Captain, you feel like you can get us to assignment port? I sure can. Assignment port. One way. Whoosh. We're here. All right, Sketch, you see where we are at Assignment Poor. Isn't the view beautiful? Ooh, uh, <laughs> uh, the assignment this week is paternity test. <laughs> Maury got fired, so I write a sketch of her paternity <laughs> test. Uh, all right, hey, Captain, can you get us to plug the port? <laughs> sure, Cat. Let's go to plug port. We're here. All right, cool. Kate, you got anything you want to plug? Yes, I've got my improv workshop company, um, uh, which is at All Made Up Improv, um, that you can follow on Insta um, and Facebook. And then I'm on Insta as at Kate Bell Actor as well. So you can follow all the fun stuff that I do. Um, yeah, lots of, um, lots of uh, uh, content on there to have a look at. Follow Kate, Sketchies, check her out. Uh... Sonia, anything you want to plug? Yes, myself. Yeah, Uh, yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at yesandsome. And I also get to perform with some of these fantastic folks on a team, an improv team called Trash Kingdom. And we, you can follow us on Facebook to catch our next show. And then, of course, 
Naked Ramen on Facebook. So thank you. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. Roxy, anything you want to plug? Yeah, sure. If um, follow Queen City Comedy for uh, all of Trash Kingdom shows um, and also uh, Tooth, Care, Tooth Fairy Conspiracy, which uh, Amanda's on and I get to be a part of as well. And Jen is the coach for that and Trash Kingdom. Um, and then also, if you're ever in Richmond uh, in person, uh, come to Comedy Sports in Richmond. I play there on weekends. So Thank you, come check it out. Amanda, anything you want to plug? Uh, well, Keith and Kristen and I are on the WGIS teams on their Twitch channel on Mondays. So that's pretty fun. Uh, I think everyone covered everything except for if you want to follow me, I'm Ugly Cry Club on Instagram. <laughs> oh, I love that. Uh, I'll get I'll get Jen's. Hi, yeah, I'm Jen Bianchi. And if you find yourself in Raleigh, North Carolina, come to Comedy Works, which is a theater I co-own. We do improv, stand up, and starting this summer, sketch. Yeah, I, I, I have a plug. Uh, I'm. It is bare bones right now, uh, but hopefully, as of this when this episode is released, it will not be. I have an Instagram now. Um, <gasps> what? It is. Yeah, you can Jeez. follow me. You can follow my nothing at uh, at person with two N's zero one two nine. Check out the sketchy sketch sketch website. Uh, there is currently a uh, one-day workshop that's available uh, that will be taught by me. Uh, it's going to be in May, and uh, it's all about idea generation. So if you ever get stuck, I want to write a sketch, I don't have any good ideas, we're just going to bang out a whole bunch of ideas together and, and think about ways that uh, we can make those connections and uh, form those ideas. So please check it out. I'd love to have all of you there. All right, everybody, that's all for us. Thank you to all the participants and to the Jeff Powers for the music you've heard. And a big thanks to you, the listeners. If you'd like to support the show or check out more that we have to offer, head on over to SketchySketchSketch.com. And while you're on our website, check out our Patreon. Support us on there. We got all the stuff you want on there. Just go check it out. Peek your sweet little eyes on that thing. And if you're like, hey, I'm funny. I got a bunch of funny sketches I wrote. And I want you to read them and give me notes. Great. Come on the podcast. Fill out the form on our website or send your sketch to sketchysketchpod at gmail.com. We'll get you on the show. We will. And if one of the sketches you heard today really impacted your life, changed our whole course of direction where your life is going, or if you just want to give like a a joke idea or just some love to the writers, hit us up on our website where there is also a place to do that. As always, if you like what you heard today, please tell your friends, check us out on socials, check out our classes, subscribe, give us five stars. Yes, do those things. And that's all. We are signing off today. Hold on to your hats, everybody. Hold on to those fedoras. We're about to go friggin' fast. We're going fast. So your hats might fly off. If you don't hold on. Watch out. We're out. It's... You know how fast Ooh. we can go. So fast. It's pretty fast. Pretty so don't fast. tempt us. Okay, but we still love you. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you very much.